This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This morning on the Quickie, we're doing one for the Troy Stetcher fan club. Shout out to Richmond, BC, and shout out to you, the listener, for joining me today on the Quickie. I'm Trevor Beggs. You're listening to the Quickie, part of the Nux Misconduct Network. Go check out some of the shows on the network this week. Most notably, Nick Bondi had Thomas Drans on Power of the Tau, or should I say Power of the Purell? You know, we got to stay safe here during times like this. Whip out the Purell if you can find it. Sanitize those hands. Okay. So we just had an article come out today on NuxMisconduct.com. Written by me, yours truly, the hack writer, Trevor Beggs, also known as Beggsy. And I look at one captivating stat from each Canucks defenseman. Now there's a few takeaways from this piece. And you gotta know stats. They can make you feel any which way. Stats are one way to make an argument. They're not necessarily the whole picture. Which is what makes these pieces fun, sometimes misleading, but food for thought nonetheless. Now, one of the big takeaways I had from writing this piece is just how poor Chris Tana played without Quinn Hughes this season. In fairness, his two top partners were Alex Edler and Jordy Ben. We all know Jordy Ben did not have a great first season in Vancouver. He was bleeding chances, turned the puck over, didn't look like the Jordy Ben of old. Playing on the left side certainly seemed to not help Ben's case. He was always a better right side pairing defenseman in Montreal. With Alex Edler, going back to last year, Alex Edler and Chris Tanev have been a black hole in terms of possession. And now that's a bit misleading because they often find themselves out together when the Canucks are trailing. That's not to say they've done a great job preventing goals. The numbers would reflect that. But the two together obviously get shelled because they're playing during trailing hockey. That being said, I think we've all kind of had the idea that Chris Tanev has helped support Quinn Hughes this season. No one really questioned that pairing together until maybe their last dozen or so games together when they were bleeding chances prior to earlier in the season. Chris Tanev now at this point in his career, with him being a UFA, is it really the best road for the Canucks to go down to re-sign the veteran defenseman? Based on the way he played this season, especially without Quinn Hughes, you would argue that money is probably better spent elsewhere. Now, there's a good chance that Chris Tanev will get paid whether he stays with the Canucks or leaves the Canucks in the offseason. There are not that many top four defensemen out there, especially ones that help prevent goals in the league where goals are being scored with more and more frequency. Chris Tanev will get paid this offseason, I would imagine somewhere in the $5 million range. Even with the salary cap staying flat, Tanev should still get paid. Now, this is another reason why the Canucks, between Stetcher and Tanev, should look at keeping Stetcher over Tanev. I don't think this is an outlandish idea by any means. Stetcher, it's clear that he's never going to be a top-pairing NHL defenseman, but he's an NHL defenseman nonetheless. 
And Stetcher got a lot of flack this season. He wasn't that successful with Jordy Ben. He had some bad turnovers that led to bad goals at bad times. And I think that overshadowed some of the more subtle things that Stetcher brought to the Canucks this season. He's obviously a try-hard player. We all love Stetcher's effort out there. But he's good positionally and he's good at getting the puck up the ice. And most notably, he was miles ahead of any other Canucks defenseman at preventing goals this season. Now part of that was merit and part of it was luck. But the bottom line is, I would argue Stetcher is a better defensive defenseman at this point of his career than Chris Tanev is. I still would like to see Stetcher and Hughes play together in a pairing. I don't think it'll ever happen. But the underlying numbers between those two defensemen and the limited minutes they spent together were glowing. Stetcher's minute on the penalty kill, which again were limited because he plays behind Myers and Tanev of that capacity, were also really strong. Green has seemed hesitant to trust Stetcher in every season that he's been with the Canucks. Giving Stetcher just a little bit of a longer leash has always led to better results for both him and the Canucks. That, and with his contract negotiation, I would almost bet that Stetcher isn't going to make much more than $3 million per season. Give Stetcher the minutes next year. Perhaps you move Ben to the right side, or you have Rafferty filling in that bottom pairing, or maybe you chase another name altogether, Bufflin, Petrangelo. But the bottom line is the Canucks are likely better off without Chris Tanev next season. Shout out to Tanev for all you brought to the Canucks. You were a warrior for 10 years. At the end of the day, hockey's a business and the Canucks are probably better off spending those dollars elsewhere. I'm Trevor Banks. Thanks for listening to The Quickie. Thanks for listening to the Nux Misconduct Network. All the best to you, your families, during this time. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch you on the other side. <music>